This is an emergency podcast. This is urgent. This is... Hi. Welcome to a bonus episode of Alex's Fun Little Podcast because there is no way I'm going to sleep. I need a Pepto-Bismol. I need a Xanax. I need an Ambien. I need to talk this out. This is the Oscars 2022. It was supposed to be a fashion red carpet review, but we have so much more to talk about here. Okay, let's just get into it. Let's address the elephant in the room. And that elephant is Kristen Stewart's shorts. Actually, we'll come back come to that. Come on. I, I, we'll come back to that. You know, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, we have to deal with what we need to deal with first. Okay, so if you didn't watch, if you don't have Twitter, a phone, internet, I'm honestly not sure how you're listening to this, but if you are, thank you for the extra effort. But you need to know. You need to know. Chris Rock is about to present an award. He makes a joke about Javier Bardem, which leads into a joke about Will Smith. And then he makes a comment about Jada Pinkett Smith uh, about her bald head and looking like um, G.I. Jane. Like, can't wait to see you in the next G.I. Jane 2 movie. For context, Jada Pinkett Smith has been very, very open about struggling with alopecia, hair loss since 2018. So it's a horrible joke. It is a very tasteless joke that Chris Rock told. Let's just preface with that. I would never, ever deny that. But what transpired next is going to take me at least three to five business days to recover from. I, first, I thought it was part of it. I thought it was like a funny little sketch. Will Smith walks on stage very calm, very calm, and just open palm slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. At first, I was like, okay, it's still a sketch. He's walking off. He seems very calm. Everybody in the audience is also kind of laughing still. And then he sits back down and, excuse my language, but he says, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And that's when you're like, yeah, this is real. And he says it twice. He screams it. He's visibly upset. Chris Rock continues on. I think one of the things that I'm the most shook about is that he was just able to sit there for the rest of the awards show with no repercussions. And I am sure backstage at the Oscars, there was some kind of discussion like, we know he's about to accept an award for best actor. Like, do we take our winner for best actor away from the show? I'm sure they struggled with that. Here's my quick takes. I really do want to focus on the fashion. I also want to focus on um, a historical win for the disability community. I just think, yes, it was a very ill insensitive joke. You should never joke really about somebody's, um, any kind of illness, um, disability, like that's, that truly should just be off limits. However, I don't think violence or assault is ever the answer. This is something that could have been discussed. Um, I even think it would have been more understandable for him just to yell out loud at him from his seat. But anyways, in his speech, he was saying, love will make you do crazy things. Like I'm just a protector. I want to be a protector. I just firmly believe that it is a toxic mentality to think it's toxic, not to get all like philosophical, but I do think it is toxic masculinity for it to be a mindset of defend my family violence. I also think that is, it's just so unhealthy then for everybody else to be like, yeah, he needed to defend her honor. And honestly, I've, feel really sad for Will Smith. Like this was his big night and what a celebration of his incredible career and talents and 
work. And this will be the thing people talk about. Like he won an Oscar tonight for an incredible, stunning performance on such an unbelievable story. And for this to be the takeaway of the night, like it, it genuinely just makes me sad for everyone. And I think we're going to see a lot of takes over the next few days and stories and, you know, third party accounts. But I'm just I'm sad for everyone. I wish it didn't happen. I think it was hard to watch, but it's just sad for everyone. All right. It's time to get in what I came here to do, which is a little red carpet review. I normally do these on my Instagram stories. I've made YouTube videos, reels, IGTVs, RIP. That isn't a thing anymore. I just found out like this week. You cannot upload an IGTV. It's just like a play button. It doesn't hit the same. But tonight's red carpet drove me over the edge. I couldn't believe how un-Oscar the Oscars red carpet was. And there were some good ones. We'll get into them. I'll give them their credit where credit is due. But mm, I, I just, I was really shocked by a lot of looks. I I like to think about like, what could a stylist be thinking? Like stylists are very smart. They're very well educated on collections that are out there. They're not dummies. They're, they're very well educated in fashion and couture and what they can get their clients and what their clients look good in. In my mind, I almost think like the moment of where we are in the world, in the country, maybe they thought it's not so great to go overly glamorous. Let's keep it a little bit more casual. But I was just so disappointed, especially by people that were nominated about their their outfit. So let's just get into it. I need to get this. Off, I need to get this off my chest because, again, I won't sleep tonight. Kristen Stewart. I have long said, so Kristen Stewart, they call her like a friend of the house of Chanel, meaning that she is contractually obligated. I believe whether she's still in that contract. I don't know. She must be to have worn what she wore tonight to wear Chanel to big events. I loved her and Spencer. I thought this is Kristen Stewart's year. This is K-Stew. This is the redemption twilight arc I wanted to see all year. What is Kristen Stewart going to wear the Oscars? I, I saw all the collections. I saw um, Chanel's last collection. Oh my gosh, Kristen could wear this, 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 and this. So tell me why she showed up in a pair of shorts from Wet Seal. Wet Seal for Chanel. I'm sorry. I am not in the camp of like, but it's Chanel. It's couture. We have to draw a line somewhere. Shorts on the Oscars red carpet. No, thank you. You can keep it. I got to come down. I, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I feel like the first two podcasts, I tried to sound really professional and, and I just let that go so fast. Those, like I said, those shorts sent me over the fucking moon. So she's wearing these silk shorts. She's wearing a white button down that's buttoned like all the way down to her navel and a silk jacket. And actually she was wearing stilettos on the red carpet. And very quickly I saw an interview. She was wearing socks with loafers. And honestly, I would rather she had just gone all the way, way and worn socks with loafers the entire time. Like, we didn't need the stilettos. Be comfortable, okay? You're in shorts. I just can't believe after an entire year, year and a half of a press tour about one of the most elegant, regal, daring women in our history, Princess Diana, I am not saying that Kristen Stewart need to show up in a ball gown. Like 
that's not them. They don't, don't need that. Don't need to see it. Let's start with pants. Let's consider pants as an option. Let's consider a longer short. It was, maybe I'm not even mad at the shorts. It was the design and cut of them that was just very much giving me, I stole these out of my sister's closet and they're way too short for me to be wearing at 13 because she's 16. The cut was wrong. It was not worthy of a best actress nominee for a stellar performance. She was my front runner to win. And then I saw those shorts. I'm like, somebody tipped them off. Somebody tipped them off. It's going to be Jessica Chastain. And then like at the last minute, she was considering like, should I go to this? And then they're like, yeah, girl, just put on these shorts. You wear them earlier to the pool. It's totally fine. I say this all with love, okay? Because I love Kristen Stewart. I think they have amazing style. I think they are so gorgeous. Twilight is camp. They are a genius for Twilight. I, I'm, I'm just disappointed to keep it short. But she did. Once again, it bears repeating, save Kristen Stewart from the Chanel contract. I also, uh, I had high hopes for Jacob Elordi. You know, uh, euphoria, problematic heartthrob. I thought like, oh, there he's very, he could be very avant-garde at this. Like, he's very good at very androgynous dressing from what I've seen. So tell me why the most effort was like he came in a plain black. This is just turning into a roast. I swear I'll get to people that are good. Tell me why he showed up in a plain black suit. And then the accent, the add a little spice was an earring thinner than my fingernail. I'm sorry. That literally made your voice crack. <laughs> so it is 9 p.m. After the a whirlwind weekend, I'm... I'm worked up. But once I saw that little earring, it just also infuriated me. Like, this is the Oscar. I have no hope for the Met Gala. I have no hope. Do not expect a podcast from me after the Met Gala because I will be in bed recovering for a very long time. He got the earring from the same place Kristen Stewart got the shorts. Like, it was a Claire's, an Ann Taylor Loft outlet. Like, I can't. Okay, why don't, let's, let's take a second to calm down. I'll get to someone that actually was probably my best dress. And that was Miss Jessica Chastain in Gucci. She looked absolutely unbelievable. The dress is like purple sequins from the hem up. And then around her bust, it turns into this reddish gold sequin. That's the exact same shade of color as her hair. And her hair is up in a ponytail. She just, it's no wonder she won Best Actress because she was also Best Dress. So she really just won on everything in my heart. Someone I also really loved because I feel like they took a big fashion risk and I, I see people not praising her for it is Maggie Gyllenhaal. She looked absolutely unbelievable. If you didn't see it, she's wearing a Schiaparelli gown. It's black with very dramatic shoulders. She almost looks like a cross. And like, honestly, I would pray to her. Like I, I would worship at her feet. I thought she looked absolutely unbelievable and she did something. And it's like, nobody wants to work anymore, including Kourtney Kardashian stylist. Next. I have very mixed feelings about Billie Eilish and Gucci. She wore a very oversized black tent dress, and it's pretty much all ruffles. I actually think she looked beautiful. I thought it was avant-garde. I thought it was very on par for 
who she is and how she presents herself. I've got to say, though, I think Billie Eilish is one of the most like talented artists. I think she is absolutely stunning, gorgeous, beautiful. I'd like to see her in something still avant-garde, still this oversized look, maybe something from like Comme des Garçons, like something that's still colorful and really celebratory of how amazing her her style is. So I liked it, but I also get why it kind of looks like Voldemort when like he's dying and all the dust comes up from the ground. Like it's Voldemort dust chic. That's not the worst thing. Zoe Kravitz is what I think I look like on a good day. And that's my my toxic trait. Zoe Kravitz and Saint Laurent, there's nothing else to say. She's been giving us Audrey Hepburn modern day chic for a long time now. And it it never misses. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. And I love that she always takes like pretty big fashion risks and always pulls them off. She was wearing Carolina Herrera last night. It was a beautiful red mermaid gown. The thing I just could not get down with was the bust of this dress. It was a beautiful dress, and the bust just kind of looked like it was Mickey Mouse's buttons, like, right on her boobs. You know, I think maybe his buttons aren't red. But if they were to be red, if it was, like, a special holiday costume, like, they're just two round circles that are very far apart, and they're not flattering to what a incredibly gorgeous woman she is. Sean Mendez got a spray tan, and it worked. Oh, he was wearing Dolce & Gabbana. Hey, never mind. Jada Pinkett Smith is wearing Jean-Paul Gaultier spring-summer 22 couture. I love the color of this dress. I love when people take these couture gowns and they just make them truly come to life in a setting like a red carpet. The bottom part in like I'm in the best way possible looks like spinach. Like when you put it in the pan before you've melted it down and the top part looks like the spinach after you've melted it down and like it was three bags and now you have six pieces of spinach left. Which really is like the scam of the century. I need somebody to do a documentary on that. Like we have enough documentaries but all these founders that like tank their companies out of their ego. Why is a full bag of spinach? I put it in the pan and now it's enough for about six bites. Somebody should look into that. I don't have time anymore. I have this podcast. Michael's not going to like this, but I would be remiss if I did not mention Timothy Salome. Gross. He's only your nemesis because I talk about him too much. Like admit it. Okay. I was not saying, I was saying, oh, in Louis Vuitton, he, I just love this generation of actors that really goes with like this more androgynous unisex look. It's a sequin blazer with no shirt, high-waisted tailored pants, and the blazer has like these lace cuffs coming down the sleeve and the way they land on his hand, he's wearing all these rings. And the back of the blazer is cropped so you can see his back. I feel like I'm almost reading like an erotic novel, uh, like an audio book. I'm not into it. (laughs) I get it. Like I'm explaining what a picture looks like, what an outfit looks like if you haven't seen it. And it does read as a little bit pornographic when I when I describe them this way. Anyway, Timothy, you did not disappoint. Someone else that did not disappoint is Simo Leo, like absolute king behavior on the red carpet in a red suit. It was so gorgeous. He is really iconic for so many reasons. But that red suit, and there was a little gold accessory chain underneath, exceptional. I was actually just thinking the other day if I had donated my prom dress or not. So I was thinking like, oh, what if I ever have 
daughters that like are interested in wearing my prom dress someday. And then I saw it on Jennifer Gardner on the red carpet. Again, I say this, I say this all out of love. I love Jennifer Gardner. Do you remember her videos in quarantine of her like baking bread? She had the best show. She's an angel. So to wear a column dress, a red column dress with a little bit of like an off the shoulder sleeve, it's, it's not. And like, also to preface, I didn't look that great at my proms. Like, what does that, what does that say about this? And that was in a country club dining room where my deodorant failed me. Amelia Jones, who was in the movie Coda, which if you haven't seen Coda, we just watched it last night, stands for Children of Deaf Adults. And it was an incredible movie. One of my favorites that I've seen in years. And Amelia Jones also is wearing one of my favorite dresses that I've seen in years. She wore this Louis Vuitton gown and it just looked like crystals falling from the sky. Even like I'm not a big cutout fan. It has a huge cutout at her waist and it just looked like liquid diamonds, liquid gold. It was star quality. Okay. I'm going to practice like an intro that I feel like would be very much for E! News when they're like about to present someone on screen in case they ever hear this and want to hire me. And in that case, you guys, I'm abandoning the podcast. I'm sorry. It's been fun. Okay, here we go. And here we have someone who's serving on and off the court tonight. Venus Williams and Ellie Saab. That was legit. I thought that was good. Yeah, that was legit. That was good. Did you write that yourself? Yeah, I did. Nice. You can produce too. Oh, I can't. Venus looked exceptionally gorgeous, ethereal, goddess, winner. I mean, she knocked it out of the park in Ellie Saab. It's this gorgeous white gown with a plunging neckline. And people were saying like, oh, she had a wardrobe malfunction during the show. So what? Oh, no. There's a nip. Somebody got slapped in the face on stage tonight. And you're going to talk about a nip slip? We are past it. I'm also going to give Venus Williams a, a best dress nomination because, like I said, she serves on and off the court. And volleys right into our hearts. Is volleys a tennis thing? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm still hired. I'd also like to issue a formal apology to Uma Thurman. Uh, I had said on my Instagram that Uma Thurman, who was wearing a white blouse buttoned all the way up, silk blouse, and a black silk maxi skirt, I said it was so good she was recognizable because it looks like somebody could accidentally ask her for another glass of champagne or extra shrimp cocktail. I'd like to retract formally because it turns out she was doing an homage to Pulp Fiction. And for that, we love like a little fashion hint. I take it back. Ariana Davis, who won Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story and made history as the first Afro-Latina and openly queer actor of color to win an Oscar, was wearing Valentino. I'm so tired of people saying it was a jumpsuit. It's not a jumpsuit. Sorry, I'm still worked up. I'm still worked up about the Jacob Alordi earring. That, That got to me. It is a beautiful crop top gorgeous tailored pants, and then this gorgeous like cape jacket. And I just think that she knocked it out of the park. She looked like she knew she was going to win. I I mean, it was an incredible, incredible, gorgeous red outfit. It fit her like a glove. I haven't seen West Side Story, um, but I love Broadway. I love the theater arts. I was once in an off-Broadway production, actually, of Annie. 
Is it off Broadway when it's just at your school? Like that's that's just, that is technically off Broadway. It was on the uh, Bolin Park Middle School stage. Yeah, I don't think that would be qualified as off Broadway. Um, you have to be in New York. I think is a oh, so minimum it's my requirement fault for not being in the geographical correct location. I don't minimum requirement. No, the minimum requirement was being able to act, and I couldn't do that either. So that's fair. What a night! I'm, I'm not falling asleep for a while like this is this is going to keep me up there's so much to think about but for the fashion in summary we're stressed I literally hate to say it has to go to Kristen Stewart I had so many hopes for something really cool Oscar nominee appropriate and this look just fell short literally And for best dressed, I'm going to call it a tie. I'm going to say it is a tie between Jessica Chastain in Gucci and Jada Pinkett Smith in Jean-Paul Gaultier. It was so undeniably avant-garde, gorgeous, such a fashion moment. And I'm going to choose to believe that nothing else happened um, tonight than that really beautiful couture moment. Some things you can talk about tomorrow instead of the incident. You could talk about Troy Kotzer being the first deaf actor to win for CODA. Ariana Debus being the first Afro-Latina openly queer actor of color to win an Oscar. CODA winning Best Picture. Beyonce? Oh my God, the fact that this all happened in front of Beyonce. I, I can't go into that. I have to be able to get at least one hour of sleep. Quick announcement. Uh, this was a fun special episode of Alex's fun little podcast. Very special, but we will be releasing episodes every Wednesday. So I will see you then for our regularly scheduled programming. Please, please just let it be regular. I'm, I got to come back down. Bye.